knowledge is power. Hide it well. Hello, citizens of the Imperium, and welcome back to another Horace Hour podcast. I'm your host, Singh. With me, as always, my venerable Sigilite Varela. Varela, how are you today? I'm doing all right, man. How about you? I'm doing excellent. I have just finished um, the short story that we're going to cover today because I wanted to make sure it was fresh in my memory um, so that I do not waffle too much or or sort of stumble around trying to reminisce you with, with what's happened in the book. I want to keep it short and concise and sort of hit the good notes. And today is very much a short story. Um, this was a very good excuse for procrastination, but go on. <laughs> exactly. Um, so today we're covering Rebirth. Now, we need to put some short stories in due to scheduling. I looked, I consulted Kyle's Horace Heresy, like sort of order reader, basically. There was nothing else. You know, it's Brotherhood of a Storm, Ben Scars, with, with, very, with only one book linking in. Um, and I haven't finished Scars, but I, I sort of see where um, I've got to a point where I can now, it's sort of gone, oh, okay, that is why this novel ties into Scars. Um, and I don't know if you're there yet either, but um, here we are. As said in the tweet, we're going to Prospero, baby. It's been a while. It's been a while since we, uh, we, we've we been to this planet. Um, I'm trying to remember when we did the, uh, was it Series 2? We did, um, uh, we did the double whammy that was, yeah, it was series two was a April, April 24th. We covered, we did a foul, we released the thousand sons episode. I mean, to be fair, we're burning through them. We're doing pretty well in terms of progress. So, um, we're going fast, man. We're yeah. Like so before we come back now unfortunate disclaimer is despite my best efforts i failed to contact varela through the proper channels to have him avoid because varela hasn't this is an old school style uh, of how we do short stories episodes where i regale uh varela with with the tale and we go on very big tangents and that's where the episode gets all of its interesting points from i i failed to mention to him to not read the thursday ratings for this one um, so I was going to do them at the end, but we will do them at the start now. Uh, and that's on me because because of the nature of the book. Uh, so Geeks of Shields, I mean, Rebirth, I think, is a very um, niche story. I don't think that many people have like, it's not a short story. It's not a no- that a lot of people are drawn to. It's not a novella. It's just a little, it's a little keep you going, basically. Um, so Geeks of Shields, yeah, I mean, as cover art goes, because it's a short story and gone into an anthology, it doesn't doesn't have a cool cover. So Geeks of Shields gave it a five. It's the Thousand Suns logo on some bloody background, which you know, given what's in the book, covers everything you need. Covers everything that happens basically. Um, Nick says a heresy tale by one of my favourite authors, featuring not only Khan. Now there it is. There it is. The, the 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 problem I had here, brother, is, is the first half. It's about an hour and something long audiobook. The first half an hour is alluding to the fact that this Thousand Suns captain has been captured on Prospero by the Space Wolves, and every and because he's sort of expecting the wolves, everything he sees points to him being the wolves, and then it is revealed about halfway through that it is in fact not the Space Wolves. 
it is in fact Khan and the world eaters who have captured him, which is why uh, it would have been great if we, if I managed to get in touch with you and not had you read the Thursday ratings, because then I could have been like, ta-da, it was Khan all along. I mean, how could you confuse the two, though? One of them just walks around with a fucking tank up its chest. The other <laughs> one doesn't. Like, what the hell? I knew who it was immediately when I saw the Demios-class rhino protruding from his back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... But yeah, so basically the Thousand Sons, he's initially very dazed when he's been captured. He doesn't remember anything. Um, and it... So so on that note, Nick has written, Heresy Table, one of my favourite authors featuring not only Khan, but also my favourite white scar who isn't, Reviel Arvida. I think, I think Nick's got both of us there because I think that might be... That might be, from what I remember before we did Apollos, I think that's in reference to something that's in Path of Heaven. So we've got to remember that. He's a white scar who isn't. So I think I think that's where the short story ties in. Oh, no, I think it's in Scars, actually. Apologies. But yeah, I think Nick, Nick's, uh, Nick's alluding to something that neither of us have got to just yet. Um, between the interesting twist of the World Eater's motives to the origin of Arvida's exile... This is a very personal story for both of these Astartes. It strays from the norm, and like much of the Scar's storyline and those whose threads are tied in it, tied to it, these characters have greater fates beyond their roles in the heresy. 9.34768 brackets for Varela out of 10. Hey man, I appreciate a good decimal point as much as the next man. That's all that's all I'll say. But it is a very high me. high rating. Um well, that's there's a record. That's nine, and then to the five, the five to, five, to, the, to fifth the, five, place. the fifth place. Yeah. The fifth place, right? The gauntlet has been thrown down for someone when we do scars next week, and hopefully we'll get a few more Thursday ratings for scars next week. But um, I, I, I want to see some to the sixth decimal <laughs> places, please. Uh, let's see how long we can keep it going. I mean, if man, you guys by... don't do it, I will. I swear down. Exactly. And by the siege of terror, things are going to be getting out of control. Um, so, without further ado, let's get into it. So, we'll look at the first character, who is essentially uh, there's basically the book is in is roughly in two halves, which is um, uh, Menace Calliston, who is a Thousand Sons captain. Um, you know, the first half is him. Uh, detained, tied up, dazed, not really knowing who he's talking to. Um, and the other is sort of when it when Khan is revealed and what happens then. And then uh, through this, you have this sprinkling of, as Nick mentioned, Revuel Arvida, who is the second in command. So Callistan is, I may have gone to the Lexicanum to consult to make sure he is uh, the captain of the fourth fellowship. Um and he was sent away. Uh, I don't know if you recall, but in Thousand Sons, you know, when Magnus is going full, he's having a big tantrum, isn't he? And he's basically like, well, fine, I'm just going to let him kill everyone. Um, so he sends his fleet yeah. away, you know, as the shields, etc. So this is part of the contingent that was sent away um, rather than... So that, so that the Space Wolves didn't have anyone to fight when they arrived. Um, so they have now come back, not actually really aware of what's happened too much um so they, they have no context of the horus heresy they have, they have no idea what's going on um and calliston sort of conversation 
um, it, it, he thinks he's speaking to um, to a space wolf, and they, they find sort of remains of space wolves as as they as they've gone through the city, and then basically they've been they've been jumped, and the squad that was there um, that landed on the planet is basically separated, and Calliston is is subsequently captured, and I mean. There's a lot of very good uh, dialogue through the interrogation. So I can't, and I listen to an audiobook, so it's not like I have all the lines up in front of me, but it's um, it's very much sort of Callistan trying to figure out who's interrogating him and what's gone on. And as it's believed to be Khan, is, is very much interested in what's happened on Prospero and... Um, from the point of view of Thousand Sons, I mean, he has a pretty good idea because obviously he's, as someone who's in the heresy, he's in the loop. Um, but basically, I'm trying to think of, of where to go with this. It's, a, I mean, I can't remember how much we talked about Khan in Betrayer because there was so much to talk about in Betrayer. And we talked about Argyll Khan, but we didn't talk too what much about Khan. Say, hold up. Huh? Just call Argel Tal Argel Khan? The bromance. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Jeez. All right. I, I, I thought you were in the white scar vibe, but it was me. It was me all along. Right. Bernie Sanders meme. I'm once again asking for a new co-host. Doesn't even remember one of the, the best sound bites to come out of the bangers only season. No, no, no. I, I do remember. The, the thing is I had Khan in my, ha- uh, in my head and I was like, oh, wait, what? Oh, the Khan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a recurring problem of the HH, isn't it? Is like there's Torgadon, Tarek, T T T's and K's, T's and G's, K's and H's, K's and A's. There's a lot of characters, C and A's, which are inevitably sound the same. But I guess that's just because you've got so many. So I don't blame yeah. you, but it is one of my standing critiques is sort of, we could get a little bit more inventive, I feel like, we, um, although maybe the old source material is kind of limiting them. Um, no, so Khan has basically, he has, he's he's been looking for something on Prospero and he, when he reveals himself, He's shown that he's, he, he sort of lets Callister know uh, by showing him this pendant, which is what's called the Moon Wolf. I don't know if this came up in A Thousand Suns, but it because it's such a long time because because I'd read A Thousand Suns, I didn't read A Thousand Suns for the episode we did on it. So uh, because I'd already read it before, quite relatively recently, so it's been ages since I've done A Thousand Suns. Do you remember anything about the Moon Wolf before I explain what it is? Uh no, no. I really so I don't. I think it's it's sort of a plot enabler, but it's supposedly how Magnus contacts Horus. It's a piece of Horus's armor that he gave to Magnus, um, way back when, right. and that's that's how he uses the psychic link, which I don't remember from A Thousand Suns, but I'm like I'm here for it. We don't we don't know how Magnus works, so um, so this is this is how he reached out to Horus on Davin. Apart from if I remember correctly, Magnus also 
sacrificed quite a lot of people <laughs> to to send that message. As Isn't he that, does, you know. Yeah, as you do. Like father, like son, eh? But <laughs> um, yeah, so so that's he's like, yeah. So we've been sent to uh, to get this, and then supposedly, like, so that you know, Horus can do the reverse, maybe you know they can try and find magnus um because I, I you know at this point they don't really know they don't really know magnus as we see it right if we if we don't if we remove all, all prior knowledge uh, if we just look at what we've read so far he's not necessarily actually committed to a side yet right yeah no yeah. even further in uh he's still like discussing with lorgar going like oh, i don't know whether i should join bro that's right that's right and Lorgar's like look at all the cool ships i have well and then magnus is like fine no but um but yeah he's yet to take the field uh as a trick i mean we he's basically in the spirit realm we we until we cover whatever the second thousand sons book is called i forget he's entered the avatar state dude. yeah dude he's <laughs> jake sully so excited for the second one i don't know why people give avatar grief it's such a, it's a good film oh film. wait no 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 i don't mean that screw that i mean like avatar the last airbender come on man what oh, the heck? that's pretty funny because they had, to, they had to, got beat to their own name which they'd had for years right when they wanted to make a film james cameron yeah. was like no <laughs> when they actually did the movie the movie sucked oh yeah. it's so sad no it's gonna be great the sequel's gonna be really good jake sully um but uh i wonder how many space marines you'd need to <laughs> to take control of the Navi's planet from the Avatar universe. Probably not many. I don't think a bow and arrow is going to do anything to power armor. I'd say like 20 of them. Yeah, Maybe. I reckon a squad. Yeah, a squad would do it. Um, and anyway, back to back to Khan and he's got his little pendant. And so Callistan is revealed, basically. As we sort of go through... I'm, I'm chopping and changing a little bit how the story played out, but Callistan is an Athenaean. Do you remember? Cast your mind back. Do you remember? It's one of the... Um, it's like one of the four traits. or is it five traits? I don't, I don't um, remember how many there are. But I, it's the Corvidae, it's the Athenaean, and I can't remember. It's the Pyre, right? The Pavoni. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, you ready? I've got them. You've got the Corvidae. They're the, they look into the future. Yeah, the Pyrae, which are salamanders, um, the Pavoni, which can manipulate body chemistry. Um, they're bloodbenders. I think they they zap people. Uh, yeah, ah, okay. and they boil blood. Oh damn! And they're also the apothecaries. Pretty cool. Um, Athenians are telepaths, so a bit of overlap with the Corvidae, but they can't they can't see into the future. They can only see what's going on. We wonder what is going on inside her head. Then <laughs> um, you go inside Khan's head. It's just death metal and just, blood. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, you've also got the Raptora, which are telekinetics. And the Aquila. The Aquilae. Never officially formed, though. Ah, so I was right. There were five of them. <laughs> yeah. And they're the, they're the astral projections, the unofficial. Um, they're in beta. But um, so he can look into Khan's head, um, and he looks past the death metal and the uh, and the skulls, 
and also they note at the start it's like it's someone who has felt a very recent and very heavy loss so this is obviously post betrayer khan so he's like pretty tilted as things go um you know, I would have felt pretty good though, because I'd like absolutely punk slapped Erebus. That would have brought me quite a lot of joy. Um, but I think it's probably uh, prolonged exposure to Angron would do this to someone, I guess. Um, also, the fact that your only bro in the whole world just died, man. It's like it's like that meme, yo, bro. I don't get. I don't. Yeah, right, bro. I like <laughs> the relationship. You, I like the relationship, but it's a pretty got to be a pretty new friendship, right? Like, no, because they go way back, right? They, they, uh, they've been on so. campaigns before. Uh, okay. Uh, they ride or die. They are ride or die homies, aren't they? Yeah. And, and, unlucky and, for Argyle, he didn't get to ride. Also, the gla- gladiatorial pits, because they, like, whenever they met, they went into the gla- gladiatorial mm. pits and got beat up. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And just lost. Lost together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We play a lot of video games, don't we? And there's certain there's certain people who are quite a laugh to have on your team, but at the same time, it's quite painful to watch them. And you know that if you get them on your team for whatever game you're playing, it's probably not going to end well for you, but you might have some laughs on the way. That is basically what those, how those two felt. Um, but yeah, so so Callister is looking inside Khan's mind and he's like, hmm, you're here for something else. And he's like a used car salesman. And he's like, oh... You need this moon pendant's not enough for you, and he's like, "Why? Why else are you here?" And and then naturally, when you sort of probe that question, right, the answer is going to come in some into some into someone's head. Like, don't think of elephants. What are you thinking about? Um. So. So he so then there's a sudden moment of clarity, and Callistan is like, "You're here to try and find something to cure the butcher's nails," um, which is kind of a big deal, right? Because like it's a big thing in the world eaters whether you whether you have them in or not, or it's it, or it's just expected for you to have them put in by this point in the heresy at least, isn't it? It's like yeah, unless you're a really old dreadnought like um oh what was his name the really cool guy that just killed everyone even though he went like I don't know what's going on I don't know who I am all I know is I must kill oh yeah he didn't like he didn't like Angron in the end did he no yeah yeah he didn't like Angron the whole way through. Yeah, can you imagine though? Can you imagine so many of these legions, right? They have like this nice. They have essentially, you know, the, the legio that like the they got the codex legionis. Basically, they've got they've got the codex. This very organized way of warfare. <laughs> um, and can you, you imagine? It's like, you know, you're part of it. You're like a guy who hates riding bikes. You go and so you deliberately stay out of that part of the legion, and then you meet up with your Primarch, and he's like, "Everyone will ride bike." It's like, damn it! It's like, it's a, you know, and that's a, that's just a nice one, you know. Imagine if you were like a completely normal Night Lords <laughs> Legione, and then you meet your Primarch, and you're like, "Everybody oh, is psychopath now." <laughs> oh god, I gotta get out of here. Which is something to look at in Scars, because not not full Legiones, but we do, but it does show what happens if a legion's got too many aspirants that pass, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, anyway, so yeah, so so it's it's an interesting development to see that Khan wants out, basically. Um, although, as Callistan references multiple times, it's um, it's there's there's a twin personality now involved. There's a much harder to reach 
normal Khan, the the Argo Khan, Khan the Bro, and there's Death Metal Khan, basically, and he he has to um, is a pretty. I kind of found it kind of comedic, right? Because it's like this this guy, and it's very typical Spouse and Sons. It's like this guy. He's like, oh, I have to say precisely the right words. I know that he has two personalities and one yearning to be free and the other being consumed by darkness. Everything, everything relies on my next words. There is no going back. I'm going to put him at a crossroads and then just cuts to Carney's just like, witch, and just <laughs> starts beating the crap out of this guy. He's like, I can help you, Khan. And Khan's like staring at him. He's like that. It's like out of Jurassic Park or something, you know, where the dinosaur is like, ah. You know, and you think everything might be okay, and then it just proceeds to, you know, completely flip your four by four, and you realize that you are in fact facing a T Rex. Uh, oh yeah, after... right. Because the the butcher's nails like freak out whenever someone uses psychic powers, isn't it? Ah, uh, yeah. I, I was going to mention that that doesn't really play a factor. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> it doesn't really. It doesn't really play a factor here. That sounds Which... like an oversight. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a short story written by someone who doesn't handle Bows and Sons a lot, right? Chris is here like, I just need to write in a tie-in for my fast boys. I'm I'm here to write about bikes. I reckon Chris is a secret, like, is secretly a massive motorbike fan. I reckon Chris has got eight Harley Davidsons at home. <laughs> and he comes up with all his novel ideas by just burning through Shropshire, Shropshire's back roads on his Harley. Um that's my. That's just what. That's just my two cents. If you ask him what the sound of the engine of each individual Harley is, he can beatbox them all perfectly. Yeah, exactly. He just he can he can just envision what it's like. Um, he, he's probably part of like a. He's probably part of a like a biker gang. <laughs> he's like part of like a cool biker gang, and he's like, no, guys, we have to be called Brotherhood of a something. <laughs> um, and uh, and have. Cool red scar envelope embroidery everywhere. Um, so yeah, it doesn't play a part. This sort of stuff for me, I know some people get really tickled by it. I thought, you know, I take everything at face value in this series. I know that it's a series so big now at this point, there's going to be inconsistencies all over the place. It's whatever. Maybe the librarians in the world eaters were just terrible people, right? And so as an excuse. <laughs> As an excuse, the worldie was like, oh, yeah, sorry, man. Uh, you can't sit with me for lunch today because I got the I got the nails in and you're going to set me off, you know. <laughs> sorry, you're going to have to go sit on the uh, nerd table with all the other librarians. I got the nails in and if you sit next to me, you might get your head off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it's just like, hey, man, I don't make the rules. I don't make the rules, but you can't sit with me. So there you go. That's one theory. Everything's propaganda in uh, in Warhammer. Remember that nothing nothing's necessarily true. There are no retcons. Um, but yeah, Khan basically has this massive bust up with um, Callistan, and Callistan is just like monologuing in his head the whole time. And um, I reckon that maybe he might have 
you know, actually applied himself and fought Khan back, but he's literally like, he's like anime monologuing as Khan kills him, basically, rather than actually putting any effort into fighting. He's like, wow, he's like a beast. And I'm like, yeah, that's going to happen when you have a 10,000 horsepower rhino attached to your back. <laughs> it was a very short fight. Carlson just gets run over while Khan beats the crap out of him. I, I can only imagine that meme where it's just like, yep, that's me. You yeah. must be wondering how I got into this situation. Dumb, <laughs> dumb, dumb. Yeah, and for music and everything. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. That is basically it. Oh, I need to. we need to start looking out for those moments because I reckon there's so many in, um, in the Horace Heresy. What are some of the ones we can think of? Uh, Isle Tal. Isle Tal in the shadow of Great Wings. <laughs> Oh, damn. Ere- Erebus getting the crap kicked out of him by Khan. That, that's more a to-be-continued moment, the original Tal one. It's like when he oh. looks up and sees the wings, it's just like... Gilliman, when Angron arrives on uh, New Syria. You know, he's like, <laughs> he's just beating Lorgar and then Angron comes at him and he's got like half his face mauled off. Yes. But it would all be like fully grammatized yeah Be like, yes Logan, that is Logan when he's getting beat up by Abaddon as well that's true and then uh, buried in rubble and just the world smiling. eater the world eater that gets shot in the face by <laughs> Lord Tara Saren that's me uh, that one gets two, dude. When he gets shot in the face by Lord Saren and when he gets punished in the gla- gladiatorial pits that's true <laughs> This is still me. You probably can't believe how I'm still in this situation. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, that's basically all Callistan stories. Uh, Callistan is more of a enabler for Khan to sort of tell his side of the story. Um, well, tell his story, but to see the conflict that's in Khan. And almost, again, we'll have to see if it lines up with the novels going forward, but... Um, there seems like like this is sort of a short story that says there's no way back for Khan now. He's like, he's going to leave that place and, you know, angry death metal noises on repeat, Spotify, loop option on, no, no, no coming back. Um, and basically at the same time for all, all this is going on, there's another Thousand Sun for second in command, as I mentioned earlier, and Nick touched on his Reveal Arvida. Uh, basically sort of firefighting his way through the city and he sneaks his way back to the sort of dropship that they've come in on and gosh you know red shirts in star trek um basically imperial stormtroopers who else marines in halo and people who stay with the ship in science fiction what do they all have in common they all all die (laughs) they all die they all are discovered dead um, in a surprising manner. So he comes back to the ship. Oh, he's not even surprised though, because they've been in contact. So he's like, he goes back to the dropship. He's like, yep, they're dead. Because he's probably had it. It's probably happened like 20 times throughout a great crusade. <laughs> they like land on a planet and then the weird alien that's on that planet reveals itself by killing the pilots of the dropship. That's, that's how it goes, right? Oh man, not again. <laughs> it's almost as if you should take off after you've landed and then come back when they need you. Just my two, just my two cents, guys. You could save a lot of lives. Um, the apothecaries would love me. It would be a lot less busy. Um, yeah, but what if they have anti-air, bro? No, if no. If you're on the ground, they no longer have anti-air, bro. You're, oh, you're on the yeah. ground. 
Yeah, it's like when you get to like home base in tag. It's like, well, I've landed. What are you gonna do? Me exactly. With, me with my surface to air missile. Damn. He's got us. Yeah. <laughs> um so he He is Corviday. So he uses his Corviday power. He he gets some revenge. He's like pew, 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 pew. Um, shoots up some of the world eaters that are waiting around the dropship, but he's like, there's no way he's going to get on board. He is not Bobo. He's not getting on board. Um, so he uses Corviday powers to figure out which way to go to hide. And he's, um, and he also is like thinking, this is, this isn't, this isn't the last you'll be seeing of me. And then um, right towards the end, he utters the lines. This was pretty funny for me. And Alexa Carnum has it here as well, which is he, he utters, uh, he says the words, knowledge is power. God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, God. So for those of you who don't know, if, you ever, if, you've ever, if you've ever built a librarian in the first Dawn of War game, uh, knowledge is power. Hide it well. And that will be the opening soundbite for the uh, this episode. I like hey, doing man. the different soundbites at the start of every episode now, man. I, I haven't checked the retention rate after I put the Lightning McQueen opening monologue. <laughs> maybe people tried to get through it and were just like, no, I've had enough. But uh, yeah, that yeah. So you know, you know what this means, right, Varela? What what does it? I mean, mean? it's the, the Raven. The Blood Ravens are are canon. Thousand Sons. A thousand. I don't sons. think they're canon. Thousand Sons yet. Hold up. I think. I mean. I'm cool with just deleting the Blood Ravens at this point. Honestly, well, the, Dawn of War, the Dawn of War games were great. Dawn of War 3 was screwed. Now, I don't like to rag on a game too much, but they, they got everything wrong with Dawn of War 3. If they did Dawn of War 4, I'm sure they'd love my mistakes. I knew it was over for Dawn of War 3 when Gabriel Angelos front flips across a crevice in Terminator armor. <laughs> I mean, yeah, bro. He's got he's got like the thunder hammer to give him some extra rotation. Not four. He's not four. He's not. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He's he's got my boy's got hops. Um, yeah. So, the Blood Ravens. I mean, you don't think it's canon that they're Thousand Sons? I mean, I think this story basically confirms it. Especially because. Sorry, go on. I think it's very likely that they're Thousand Sons. I'm not going to say that it's straight up canon that they're Thousand Sons, you know? Or do you think it's, um, do you think this is, the, Ra- the Blood Ravens are are under the, the Lost Primark protection that they will nah, never nah, get nah, it nah, explained? Nah. They're too close no, to no, Thousand no. Sons for that. No, I'm not saying they are Lost Primarchs legionaries. What I'm saying is they, they're getting the Lost, they're never, it's never going to be revealed what happened to them. For the sake oh, yeah. of people using their imagination, or do you think? Yeah, at some it's point... very likely. Yeah, it, it's like the um, the Emperor's Children successor chapter. Y- you know that one? I, it, uh... it, oh, was it Emperor's Children or was it Word Bearers? It was Word Bearers because it was like a a book on fire is literally their sigil. <laughs> I think there's been a couple now. I think they've they've opened that door because Belosaurus Call is like unhinged, isn't he? So he's just doing whatever he wants. And yeah, supposedly it's not been proven, but there's basically traitor gene seed has been used. You know, personally, my opinion is if you realize that you've 
been made with traitor gene seed. The last thing you would do is then adopt their symbology and color scheme. Just my two cents, guys. Um, I would keep it a little like the blood raven. Oh, I don't know, but then the blood ravens, they're red like the thousand suns. They got the whole like. I'm looking at one of their models now. They're not an easy chapter to paint, you know. Especially the if you can't get decals, I'm sure you can get them secondhand somewhere. Oh, sorry, third party, I should say. Um, they're not. They're not that. Hey, they're kind of painted like word bearers, you know, more than thousand suns. They're painted a lot like uh, blood angels, I reckon. They're they're dark. They're, the blood angels and obviously blood angels and word bearers are, are both red. The word bearers yeah. have a corn red sort of base paint, which is a much deeper red. And the blood angels have got a sort of poppier, brighter red. And these guys have, these guys are looking a mighty lot like Sons of Lorgar. Hey, wait, zoom and enhance the shoulder pad. What's on the shoulder pad, Varela? What's on the shoulder pad? A raven. But what does the raven have? A, a blood drop. But what else does, like many other birds, <laughs> what does a raven have? Do you mean like wings? <laughs> Would you say great wings? <laughs> Where, where are you taking me? I'm scared. Argyltal successor chapter confirmed. Uh, <laughs> no, no. They got his gene seed. These boys, Erebus probably made them. How are they not demons then? Go on. Hey, you don't know what's going on underneath the armor. Uh, come on, man. I'd be totally down for that. I'd be totally down for that. Or like, or for them to have like the flash change. Um, I all mean, right, this is all, for those who are wondering. This is this all fits into the episode because he says knowledge is power, and we all know what that means. I mean, we're not an idiot, Chris. We're not an idiot, Chris. Uh, unlike some of your biker gang members, <laughs> Damn, <laughs> you know, all right. I'm firing shots at Chris's imaginary biker gang. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, do you have any questions about the story, Varela? I mean, it's a, it's kind of open and shut. But is there anything that piqued your interest you want me to expand on? Because if you ask me Wait, something... Wait, was that like, it? Yeah. I mean, I it's a short story. I thought, I thought there was more to it. No, so I think the main takeaway is, I think... How far into Scars are you? Not far? Not very far at all. Not very far. My takeaway is that I think you need to remember the name Reveal Arvida and you need to not go on his lexicana because it will spoil a lot okay, of stuff. Okay, okay. So uh, just give me a second. Uh, review. Yeah, make sure to uh, make sure to favorite. <laughs> Go on the Lexicon page and favorite it, so that you know not to click on it because you'll be like, ah, <laughs> that's the one that I'm not meant to. Yeah, so just put that in your bookmarks, mate. And all right, so I'm reading right here. Revular Vita is no, <laughs> I'm joking. I don't have it open. It's a bold move, Con. Let's <laughs> see if it pays off for him. I don't think you'd like what you found. Uh, not oh. that I've looked at it. No, I, I only glanced at it. I mean, he's a thousand sons. He's a bad guy. I mean, according to you, they're not bad guys. They're not really. They they have no like, they have no concept of a heresy, and Magnus didn't let them in on anything, and now they don't know where he is. Yeah, no, nah, these guys Every, just sound like f- goddamn abandoned children. You know, he basically gets told by Khan that Magnus got WWE slam dunked by by Lehman Russ. That's all he needs to know. Um, fair. Yeah, Revival Video sounds really cool. Um, I mean, we've only done 35 minutes. We might as well talk about some, some other stuff, eh? A certain, a certain video game, perhaps. 
Yeah, Dawn of War. Yeah, of course, of course. Dawn of War. We we actually quite like we we fans of the OG Dawn of War. If you ever fancy a game, reach out to us. I think our DMs are open, and we do have a Discord, which I need to repin. Um, but yeah, we we played Dawn of War. We'd be happy to throw down. We're pretty good at it as well. Not gonna lie. Oh, don't say that. Oh no, we're gonna get right. stomped now. Basically, a competitive level. So, and I'll let you guys in on a secret. Varela plays Tau. Don't tell anyone. Hey, hey, he's very, uh, <laughs> He likes to keep it on the download, but he mains Tau on Dawn of War. Hey, I tried to play Mechanicum, but they sucked ass, okay? You can't, can't and be it's also that. modded, isn't it? It's also modded. Where yeah. If you want to play vanilla, you can't play as Mechanicum. True. But, uh, yeah, no, we were, I mean, you, you're referencing a different game. Indeed. So I'm a little bit tired because I was up watching Valrak's live stream last night, waiting. <laughs> and I think it was like one of the last later things that was announced. Either that or Valrak just ended his stream after it because he wanted to go to bed. Um, but we got... Well, what did we get for Ella? We got a great animation of the my favorite character in the uh, Ultramarines roster because it essentially just gave Kato Sicarius the middle finger for a while. You know? Oh, man. That, that was pretty good. Magali <laughs> Massacre, my boy. We got, we got my, fa- my favorite boy, Second Company Captain Titus, who is now not a Second Company Captain anymore. Uh, according yeah. to Singh, he's no longer a captain at all, which is sad. He's, you know? he's a Primaris Lieutenant, as I say. As I've, I've, you know, I'm actually really happy you know, we touched on this. On a real note, Games Workshop, you have been... It's a, it's a, common, it's a common mispractice, but you neglect ranges. And Primaris Lieutenants haven't had a release for over like, a month. <laughs> Come on. Stop. stop. They might listen. Ah. Make it happen. Hey, would you say no to a Captain Titus mini? Okay, a Captain Titus mini, I wouldn't I wouldn't say no. Because he's a, a Lieutenant Titus though. I mean Oh sorry, yeah, Lieutenant Titus. If they bring it out, if they bring it out, I will get two, I will paint two, and I will send you one. You'll um, paint you'll paint it for me. Mm-hmm. Alright. Alright. Mm-hmm. And I'll put a deadly, I'll put a deadly Andros on the base for good yes. measure, yes. good measure, and a little like, and Titus will instead of a tactical rock, I'll convert it into the Codex Astartes with green stuff. Uh, <laughs> you need to, you need to put down a mark somewhere to remember the sergeant. Shit, I forgot his name. Oh no, Sev or something. Well, I was in the group chat earlier, and they were talking Severell or something. Yeah, I think so. Old man. <laughs> Old man. Old man. Um. Yeah, so, I mean, it was a really good trailer. I mean, it had some gameplay as well, though. It did, at the end, at the very end. It did. And the gameplay looks half-decent as well. Now, whether that's gameplay... I mean, here's the thing. I think... Like, I think, by practice, they have to say now if it's, like... If it's game footage... If it's, like, misleading, right? To avoid misleading people. So that's got to be, like... or. I, or do they only put a disclaimer on when it's in-game footage? I forget. You know, usually you have something at the bottom, don't you? Like a disclaimer. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's like necessary as so long as you also don't claim that it's not actually oh, okay. in-game footage. Because they don't have it. I'm looking at it right now. Um, and, and there is nothing there actually saying whether it's an engine or gameplay or whatever. 
I guess they the don't implication, play the, the implication is it's gameplay, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm kind of concerned for my computer, you know, because <laughs> it looks really good if that's gameplay. And the um, the oh, what are the flying tyrannids called? Are they called gargoyles? No, that's too uh, easy. That 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 would be that would be very like stereotypical, man. Yeah. Oh, I I hear you typing. I'm also typing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you thought, it's you a hive it. crone no that's just oh, that's one response. that's one designed for air to air combat apparently they're designed now boys because like evolution um, do be out here <laughs> because uh one of my favorite one of the favorite 40k novels that i've listened to is devastation of Baal, which is obviously blood angels versus tyranids and like literally it's it's the it's a visualization of how i imagined the scenes described in Devastation of Baal look at the start or, or at the height of a battle where it is literally just the sky is filled with these um, flying tyranids. So A harpy. Yeah, a harpy. It, that's what I was about to say. Like It's even less original than if it was Gargoyle. Harpy is like the, the most generic. Yeah, but then gargoyle. again, the tyranids don't name their own stuff, do they? I think yeah. you got to remember that about a lot of 40k stuff is meant to be like the Imperial's name for it. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like if you write... I mean, Tyranids theoretically, when you're when you're reading something 40k, you're usually reading like a, a memoir. Yeah, even the like codexes. Even the codexes are meant to be like... You know, so like I think a lot of the Tyranid codexes have been like... So obviously Tyranids like attacked Tyrannus or whatever it's called first. So that's how they got that name. I think the Tyranid Codex has always been written from the point of view of um, some Magos biologies, probably. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like detailing how big a threat they are and how they're classified and everything. But yeah, no, I think you're right. The trailer looked great. Um, I wouldn't put it past Games Workshop to put it up as an animation <laughs> and be like, "This is your animation for the month for Warhammer Plus. Enjoy." Oh, dude, I wish, I wish though that they made more animations like this, like. Not to, you know what, two shit on Warhammer Plus. This is what it needs, and it, as far as I'm aware, it doesn't have much of it. You know, like Angels of Death. Angels so of Death looked. Angels of Death looked pretty good. Um, I think it also had a pretty good story. I haven't watched it. I haven't got Warhammer Plus. Um, the I don't like to dump on Games Workshop so much. I think they're, and I don't like just sort of chucking swear words at them. Also, I think valid criticism is fair. Um, and I think Warhammer Plus for me is a is a miss. And also, I don't really like how they handled the animations issue with all the legalese that they updated and everything. It was very clear their intentions, even if their actions didn't follow suit. Um, yeah, I think it's I think you know this is a Starty's level animation. Although you got to remember, I mean, I mean, yeah. So usually cutscenes are made by another company, right? Uh, I mean, not necessarily, but yeah, oh, okay. they can be. I know, like, for example, like the Halo Wars and maybe the Halo 2 remaster cutscenes have been, like, done by different companies who are, like, very good and get actual kudos for their efforts. Hey, whoever made this, you're right. Whoever made this, even if it's the video game company at this point, hire them to make a Warhammer Plus animation, right? <laughs> we, we laugh, but... It makes sense. It just works. 
<laughs> just Six, functions. <laughs> as Todd Howard says, 16 times the detail. So, you know, Games Workshop make it happen. I mean, I haven't heard... I've heard Diddley nor Squat on Astartes 2. I don't really know what's going on there. Yeah, um, I'm honestly really sad about that still. Because, like, at the last episode of Astartes, this being a complete tangent, that you had all of those, like, teasers, you know, for other stuff. Is unfortunately as well his Patreon. He put a teaser up on Patreon, didn't he? And it got leaked by one of his patrons like instantly, which I kind of think is poor form. Damn. Um, yeah, no, I don't think a Starties Two is far away. before he got scooped up for Games Workshop, but since we'll see. Anyway, not you know, I don't want to turn this into some anti GW thing because I think they do a lot of good stuff as well. Um, but Titus is back. He's been away. Looks like he's served with the Inquisition. He's yeah. been demoted. <laughs> he has been demoted. Well, his space has been taken, hasn't it? You know, at the end of the day. Uh, I, I don't even know who's in it now. Just some bloke, because the, the best captain the Ultramarine's ever seen was was moved out because yeah. he's too good. He was moved out by the Inquisition because of the Andros didn't, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um and I'm I'm glad I was saying in a I was saying in a um, a group chat where we were speaking about this game earlier. I was saying I'm I'm glad that we've got Titus again, or or at least just not someone that's already standing with a reputation in um, in the Warhammer universe. Like if it was like a Calgar thing or whatever, I I couldn't be dealing with that. I hope we see like more than three Space Marines. That'd be kind of cool. It's meant to be an Tyranid invasion, right? You'd probably send yeah. more than three guys. I mean, but uh, like with the Orc invasion, same thing, you know? Like, you gotta remember the, the, the whole like entrance to the, the first Space Marine um, game was literally just people going, like, oh, what's the strategic value of this planet? Oh, it's absolute. But like, what do we do? Oh, it's absolute. Send everything. And then all you see is a Thunderhawk and three Space Marines jumping into an orc infested planet. You know, yeah, which at the end of the day as well serves enough of the plot for me as a as a Warhammer game. You know where you stand, don't you? You know yeah. what's going to happen. It would just be cool if you could get some and maybe some Jeopardy. You know, you know, maybe maybe some Jeopardy. I love I love stories. Not not always video, just stories in general that take risks that have characters that can die. You know. All, all three of those Space Marines in, in Space Marine 1 walk, get out unscathed, right? I mean, one of them died, and one did of them he? was... Yeah, the, the sergeant. The sergeant died. I don't think so. Yeah, he did. Cap. Listen to my typing, everyone. It's, it's Sedanus, I think it is. Or Sedanus? Yeah, it's Sedanus. Yeah, he died. Sedona's met his fate on the Forge World of Gryer at the hands of the Chaos uh, I had it in my head that in the cutscene at the end, he was there arguing against the Inquisition. But it was the, the Imperial Guard officer. Yeah, it was uh, Mira. Yeah, my bad. How do I know her name better than the sergeant? What the heck? <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh... yeah, I, I mean... It's coming. I reckon it's going to come out summer, maybe. I I think it could come out in the summer. You reveal it now, trying to take into account how video game development works. 
hopefully it'll have some cool features. I, I'd like it to, for me, I'd like it to expand a little bit more on what Space Marine 1 had. So like modding now, it, you can basically play the campaign as whoever you want. <laughs> you know, if you want to be a Black Templar, if you want to be an Iron Warrior, <laughs> I saw recently, if you want to be an Iron Warrior, be an Iron Warrior through the mods. One, I think one, of, the most, needs... one of the most popular ones seems to be the Blood Ravens one as well. <laughs> Oh yeah, knowledge is power, guys. You gotta hide <laughs> it well. Um, and in addition, so maybe not change chapters in the game, but be able to change your armor up a little bit. Some customization would be cool. Um, I think it'll be. I mean, if you think about it as well, we should have some really good cutscenes. I reckon now. I think they'll have stepped up by the looks of it. They'll have stepped up development. Um, so hopefully we'll have some great cutscenes as well, which we can basically make into a short film and put on Warhammer Plus. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm, so, I'm that, still kind of in disbelief though that they actually the game. Yeah, 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 the absolute mad lads. Yeah, after all this time, after all these people asking for it and everybody being like, "Ah, damn, I guess we'll never get it." They just go like, "Guess what? You're gonna get it." <laughs> I can't. I'm trying to think of the last. It'll be. I reckon. I'm willing to wager that Space Hulk Deathwing was the last real-time game with a 40k license. Right? Uh, was it an Inquisitor real-time too? No, it's an RP- Well, it's an RPG. It's an RPG. Alright, A first-person right. first real-time game. Or an RTS. This is the first one yeah, the Inquisitor one is real time. Apparently, that's quite good. Um, yeah, so that one. But in terms of like big titles, Space Hulk, Deathwing, Dawn of well, Dawn of War three as well. Do we even count it? I like to pretend that didn't happen. Um, all respect to the devs, but let's just we'll just Come remaster on, Dawn of one. It has such Dawn a good. It had such a good trailer though. Those the space marines need to go to leg day mind. It was a cool it was a cool trailer, but those were some skinny legs. Anyway, um, on that note, we'll close off because uh, we will descend down the path of waffling. Um, so scars next week, everyone. Keep an eye out for Thursday ratings. Um, we want to hear we want to hear your thoughts. Let's get it. Let's get it like last season. Banger with bangers only. I think scars. Has the potential when we fin- when I finished it, I I'm pretty confident that I'll be able to say it was a banger. So it's not bangers only this season necessarily, but we've got a banger. So get your Thursday ratings in. I'll schedule the tweet. I won't miss it. Um, so it is goodbye from me and from Varela. I'll see you. Knowledge is power. Hide it well. Bye now. <laughs>